Welcome to the Pursuing Life Podcast. I'm your host, Monica Kirsch. Every week, I'll be sitting down with people from the Calvary Church family to hear stories of what God is doing in, around, and through them as they take intentional steps to pursue life in Jesus Christ. We believe that storytelling is powerful. God has made himself known to us through the stories of the Bible. Jesus told parables or small stories to teach kingdom lessons to his followers. And God continues to write stories of his goodness and faithfulness through the lives and experiences of his church, ordinary people just like you and me. Today, we're continuing in our Celebrate Faithfulness series. This year, Calvary Church is celebrating its 85th anniversary. As we take time together as a church to reflect on God's faithfulness, we'll be taking time here on Pursuing Life to hear about God's faithfulness in the lives of the people of Calvary Church. In the Old Testament, we read about the people of God setting up Ebenezer's or Stones of Remembrance as monuments to remind themselves and future generations of the great work that God did. And that's exactly what we want to do. As we grow in our relationship with God, live out our faith, and invest our lives, we get a front row seat to the amazing work that he's doing. By celebrating his faithfulness now, we open up the door to look back later, believing that he will do it again. We have the privilege today to hear from Kaylee Glessner, who started attending Calvary when she was a senior in high school after her family decided it was time to transition to a new church home. Not only was Kaylee uprooted from the church she'd attended her entire life, but she was about to enter another season of transition as she would graduate from high school and navigate through the unknowns of post-grad life. During this time, Kaylee has seen God work through the local church in unexpected ways to bring healing and encouragement to both her and her family. And today, she's here to share that story with us as we focus on how God is being faithful right here in the present. So here's my conversation with Kaylee Glessner. Kaylee, welcome to Pursuing Life. Thanks so much for being here. Yeah, absolutely. I am honored to be here today. So I want to start off and just have you introduce yourself to those listening and tell us really anything you want to say about who you are, but how long you have been at Calvary Church and where you're involved. Awesome. Yeah, so I am 20 years old. I have been a part of Calvary since 2019. Um, My family came here right, it was right around my senior year of high school. And yeah, so that's how long I've been here. But a little bit about me, I am a full-time nanny currently, which is a very interesting word for someone who watches kids. And I absolutely love it. And every day looks different. And this season is just kind of like filled with a lot of fun new things for me. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. So yeah, and we'll get into some of that a little bit of why this season has been filled with all of those things. But let's start with how your family ended up at Calvary and where that all started. Can you tell a little bit of that story? Yeah, absolutely. So like I said, we came here in 2019 and that was my senior year of high school. And before that, we had actually been going to a different church in the area um, for my whole life and most of my parents' like whole lives. Um, So the transition to Calvary was a little bit 
You could say rocky in some ways, Mm -hmm. just because uh, we were used to going to the other church and um, weren't really necessarily looking for a new church, but it's where God had us. So my parents then began the process of looking at different churches, and um, we came to Calvary a few different times and really enjoyed the worship, Mm -hmm. um, which I thought was just amazing because it doesn't, I don't know, for me, there's so much worship out there, right? Like so many worship songs, it's almost overwhelming, but I love how Calvary just sticks to the solid truth. And there's so much order in uh, the way that they choose their worship to go with the message and really just helps you remember what is being preached about or talked about. So that's kind of how we got to Calvary Church, um, came here. So yeah. Yeah. And being a senior in high school, you're kind of at that point in your life where you can start to kind of make a decision of where you want to go and where you want to worship, where you want to be involved, where you want to serve. What kept you coming back with your family? Yeah. So for my family, I think Calvary had also some things that were similar to like our old church, which was um, kind of easy for us to transition, like given the fact that we weren't necessarily looking for a new church at the time, but it's just where God had brought us. So I think that was helpful in the transition. But also, I think, honestly, at that time, I was kind of like, I I guess I was really just, I don't really know, like, about Calvary. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, there's so many things out there, you know, like, why, why do we need to go here? Like, why did my parents choose this church over the almost like thousands of churches in Lancaster, you know? Right. Um, But as I came to find years later, there was just so much that the Lord had for us at this church that really just patient endurance would um, take for me to find. And I'm so glad that we are here now, like looking back. So at that time, I didn't really know, but yeah. Yeah. And so as your family kind of went through that transition to change churches, which I'm sure was very hard for you as a teenager, how did that impact you? And what was going on in your life and your heart during that time? So during that time, like I said, I was a senior. And so kind of just exploring, okay, what's next after high school? And for me, I ended up going to a gap year program called One Life. And I did that for about nine months. And then I did another program, another missions program called um, Circuit Riders. And that is two totally different programs. So the Lord kind of brought me through a lot of experiential learning, I'd say, and was bringing my family through a lot of experiential learning as well, I guess would be the best way to put it. Um, We were just struggling with some family issues um, with our extended family and things like that, and just trying to obey the Lord's will, but also love the people around us. And that was very challenging. And then also for me trying to navigate, okay, I know there's things going on, but also like, I feel like the Lord's called me to these different programs to do these different things. And missions has always been like something that's been in my heart. And so trying to navigate that as an early 20 year old, but also wanting to be present with my family was definitely like a struggle. Um, So yeah, just kind of doing day by day and just like, Lord, like whatever you have for me, like this is what I'm going to do. And he eventually showed me what that was through a lot of just ways that I wouldn't 
probably have guessed that he would have. Yeah. So those programs local, were you away? Were you here at church at all while you were in those programs? What did that look like? Yeah. So it was kind of like a little bit of both. Okay. So while I was in high school, I was attending Calvary like in 2019. And then after I graduated, I went to One Life, which was only three hours away okay. um, up north. And then on the weekends, I'd come home and go to Calvary with my family. And that was super fun season. And then after that, it was COVID. So right. we had um, Calvary <laughs> COVID <Yes>. situation <laughs> at my house where we had everyone in my family. And every Sunday, we'd get together and we'd watch church in the basement. And then we would have breakfast. And wow. Yeah, it was really fun. So that was was my experience with Calvary during that time. And then shortly after that, I did the circuit riders program. So I was in California for that. Okay. And so I was not like home to be at Calvary. And then I came back, it would have been like May of 2021 that I came home and then I've been attending Calvary ever since. So it's kind of been like back and forth and all over the place. But yeah. 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 So how did you land back here in Lancaster? Yeah. So that's a great question. While I was in Circuit Riders, I was actually engaged during that time. Okay. Um, and in May, when I came home, we were on our tour part of Circuit Riders. So basically, we were going all across the country preaching the gospel um, and having worship events uh, in a bunch of different states. And Lancaster was one of our stops. Okay. So I was still like in the program, still in the school and everything. And then I got home in May and really felt like... I needed to just take a break from that um, mm -hmm. and that the Lord was calling me to stay, which was very unusual <laughs> because yeah. I was just like, oh, like, no, I should be doing this thing and I should be with these people and doing all the fun things. And it was great and fun, but I really felt like the Lord wanted me to stay. So mm -hmm. I decided to stay home and I didn't finish the rest of the tour. I didn't finish the rest of the program. And also I ended off breaking off my engagement during that time. Wow. And so that's how I ended up back in Lancaster. But I'm so happy to be here. And I know that this is right where the Lord has me and where he wants me. So, yeah. What was that time like trying to discern, like, Lord, do, do you really want me to stay here and not finish this program? What was that like? And how did you know that this was the right thing to do? Yeah, um, it was really difficult, to be honest, because I initially wanted to go back and finish the rest of the tour because I had some great friends and it was really fun. And the Lord was doing a lot through that. Mm -hmm. But my family was like, mm, <laughs> you probably shouldn't. You just like, you know, made this big life decision and being like ending a relationship. Right. That is a very significant one. And yeah. maybe you should just take some time to just kind of reflect on that and be present like at home. And so I took their advice <laughs> and was like, you know, that's probably a good decision. So that's kind of how I ended up back here. Yeah. So God used people in your life, specifically your family, to really yeah. guide you in that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, praise the Lord for other people because sometimes yeah. they can see things way better than we can. Yes. So true. Yeah. So true. So ending a significant relationship is essentially a huge loss, whether you're the one who ends it or the other person is the one who ends it. So what has God been teaching you in this season? And, and when we go through a loss, we're essentially going through a process of grief. So in that sort of grieving process, 
where has God led you and what have you been learning? I love this question. <laughs> Probably a few months ago, I wouldn't have loved this question. <laughs> Fair. But I do love it now um, because, yeah, a relationship to someone who you are going to get married to and then not is definitely a huge loss. And I know so many people out there who even might be listening are experiencing a lot of loss or have in their life. And to you, I just say I'm sorry um, because it is really hard. But I would also say like what I would want to want to have heard like myself is just there's so much grace, like there's so much grace in hardship and loss when we either weren't expecting it or were expecting it. The Lord just knows our hearts and he knows what breaks them. And he also knows how they need to be healed and Mm -hmm. has exactly the right tools to do that. And yeah, so I would definitely say like, um, there's a process of grieving that everyone has to go through. And I don't know if it ever really ends, but, (laughs) but the Lord does get more present Mm -hmm. and he does always show his faithfulness and his kindness and that only grows deeper Mm -hmm. so it gets so much better because of that and I I guess that's what I would have to say on that I don't know yeah how did he show his faithfulness and his grace to you Mm. yeah I think just daily um, by being with him and giving him the pain when Mm -hmm it feels like, oh, I don't want to feel that, or it's it's easier to be numb or to just kind of distract myself or whatever it is. I think when we acknowledge our feelings and our hurt and the emotions, the grief and the loss that is associated with whatever your worst situation is, that's when his faithfulness and his grace and mercy becomes more evident because he is with us and we actually have the eyes to see it and be like, wow, you are so good. Like, even though I've lost this, you are so good and so worthy of praise. So, yeah. How did the local church impact you and how has it continued to impact you months later? Mm. Yeah, I would say Calvary has been tremendous in assisting me with the past year and just all of the things that I've experienced, being able to have an outlet to go to and really whatever I need, someone is available Mm -hmm. to help in whatever way. Um, So they're very accommodating in that way. And you can see that on a Sunday morning, they're always like, hey, we have people you can talk to, like whatever, which I love. But specifically, I would say I'm a a Sunday school teacher, and I have been involved in Bible studies, and there's uh, there's just countless ways I could say, but those are just a few of just like, wow, okay, I have gifts, I have things that the Lord has given me that I enjoy doing, and that's definitely spending time with kids or older women and studying God's word, so being able to have a place to do that that's safe and welcoming, um, and I can grow has been so healing for me. That's awesome. So what age group do you work with on Sunday mornings? Uh, it's beginners three. So they're like little two year olds. Oh my goodness. They're so cute. So yeah. precious. Yeah. I, I bet them. you learn a lot through them too. I do. I definitely do. They are a lot smarter than we think. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. Yeah. And sometimes seeing things through childlike eyes too can just be like, oh my gosh, why did I not think of that? Yeah. It's definitely refreshing. 
Yeah. And I can see how it would be healing for you too. Yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> That's why I'm there. Yes. Yeah. And so when we go through these big transitions in our lives, oftentimes the big question that people ask is, well, now what? What's next? What? What's, what's the next thing on the horizon for you? So I know that question is really hard because we don't always have an answer to it or we don't have an answer as quickly as we would like to. But what has pursuing life in Christ looked like for you as you have sought God's direction or or maybe redirection is a better word in this season of your life? Yeah, that's also such a good question. And to that, I would just say, like, I feel like especially in Lancaster County, there is a lot of pressure to know what you're doing or what's the next thing or like work, work, work kind of culture. At least that's what I've experienced. And I just feel like that is not what the Lord calls us to all the time. I know he calls us to work hard and that that brings him glory, but um, striving is definitely not what he wants for us. So I think that's something I uh, regularly have to combat because uh, my life is not a very go, go, go pace right now. And I love that about my life, but it's also challenging when you can see what everybody else is doing at any given moment, like on social media, or you just hear what other people are doing or where God has them in whatever season they're in. And so I think it's just a good reminder to be like, you know what, God doesn't have me in that season and he doesn't call me to that right now. And so that's okay. And just, again, more grace for yourself. Um, But then also not just like letting that be a moment kind of thing, like, oh, I remember that. But for me, it's more of a lifestyle of just being faithful with what God has given me, whether that is a bigger task and a busier schedule or if it's less. And for me, it's definitely less right now, but sometimes less is more. So yeah, I think the next thing or, you know, what's next, that's the question is really just, well, what do I have for today? Mm -hmm. And what has the Lord given me today? And how can I be faithful in that today to the best of my ability? And so I'm a nanny and <laughs> I watch kids and I love that job. And when I'm not doing that, I'm reading or picking up different hobbies and skills and gifts that I know the Lord has created me to be able to give him glory. And so I'm very thankful to have the time to be able to do that and also thankful that I have the freedom to do that and yeah. I don't need to feel the pressure of doing the next best thing, even though things are good and it's fine to want to have goals and get things done or go places, but it's also good to just be content with where God has you and be faithful in that. Yeah. And I think a key thing that you said that's so hard in today's culture with being content is that struggle with comparison. We are so connected in a way that we've never been before with social media. So how do you fight against that comparison and be so confident in this is where God has me right now? Mm. And I, I'm not going to look at the highlight reel of everybody else's <laughs> life, but yeah. I am going to I'm going to stay the course and I'm going to look to the Lord. Mm. What would you say to somebody who's struggling with that right now? Yeah. Well, I would definitely say keep 
the people who speak truth into your life close and mm-hmm. don't let them go. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom is definitely that person for me and um, praise the Lord for that because it hasn't always been that way. <laughs> so yeah, but I mean, she's just always reminding me, you know what, this is where God has us and this is what he's doing. Remember what he's done for you and how he's provided and don't forget it. (laughs) So on those days when I really need to hear that, because it is a struggle for me, like I will definitely be honest to see what other people are doing. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is not like, it's so much cooler and like whatever, whatever. Or like, I wish I had that job or this or that. Like, no, (laughs) just speak the truth and remember it. And it will set you free and it will give you peace so that you can do what God has called you to do and it will equip you to do that. And so, yeah, I think it's really just having those reminders, whether it comes from people, whether it comes from the word and being disciplined in that, because otherwise we're just going to let the world like tell us what to think or what to feel. And that's not what we want. So, yeah. Right. And I mean, we're, we're talking about God's faithfulness and it's not just faithfulness past. It's not just, he's going to be faithful in the future it's he's faithful right now and so to remember like he's being so faithful to you in this season he hasn't forgotten you and so let's just keep that front and center as we keep going and not look to the left or to the right yeah absolutely yeah praise the lord for your mom (laughs) yes for moms in general yes amen amen so you talked a little bit about calvary having a lot of things for your family as well and just being an unexpected breath of fresh air. Can you talk a little bit about how being involved in the church has been impacting your family as well and and maybe where they've gotten plugged in? Yeah, for sure. So um, my parents and myself and my little brother attend here. um, And it's been really cool to see how God has provided for my parents, especially just with great friends and they took like the marriage class ABF thing and that really helped their marriage, which was really cool to see. But yeah, I think just having people in the church come alongside my family when we were really in a time of need, whether it was transitioning to a new church body or honestly recovering over past church hurt or relational hurt and just bringing wisdom and bringing God's mercy to us Mm. like through their presence has been really healing for us and truly a gift that I would say we all cherish so yeah when you think of growing together with God's people what has that looked like for you and your family yeah growing together with God's people is a process I would say um it is hard sometimes challenging it can hurt Mm. and it can also be the most beautiful (laughs) healing glorifying thing to the lord because when we are growing together as god's people that's what he wants and that's yeah what he put us here on earth to do so i think it's a process of life that we're here for and i think it's definitely a commitment and once you get some skin in the game you can get a little hurt and it can sting, but it can also produce some of the most beautiful things that we couldn't even fathom doing by ourselves. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So to switch gears a little bit, are you willing to tell the story of how you ended up as a nanny? 
Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> I love this story. Um, so it was probably, yeah, in May of this past year. So it would have been a year that I was in Lancaster living here and just kind of doing different things. I was like working at a coffee shop for a little bit and then I quit that job because I just felt like mm, I think the Lord has something else. And so it's just really, I, I really took a few months and didn't do anything. I okay. didn't work and I just kind of lived day by day and read stuff and spent time with my mom and my family and just that's where God had me. And it was a very strange time bet, yeah, to not was. have a job and be like not be in school in your 20s and just like that was very unusual. But then shortly after that, I started thinking about like different jobs I could do. And I was like, hmm, maybe I should be a nanny. Like, I don't know. It could be fun. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. So um, I asked my mom, I was like, do you know of anybody that needs someone? Because at the time I was watching kids, I would like babysit like every now and then. And I really enjoyed that. And like you said, like being with kids is healing after you're experiencing a loss because of just the almost innocence and naiveness that they have. Yeah. Um, because... Yeah, they just think life is awesome and great. And so it's fun to be around them. <laughs> and it is, and it can be with them. So it's cool. But anyway, so I was babysitting and I asked my mom, okay, like, do you know of anybody who needs a nanny? And she was like, why don't you text these few people? And Janine, who's in charge of the children's ministry here at Calvary, was one of those people. And so I texted her and she was like, actually, yes, I do know someone who, um, needs a nanny. My daughter used to nanny for this person. Her name's Carrie and maybe you should just go meet her and just try it out. You know, she has four kids and um, she's not saved and it's a little interesting. So it could be different, but maybe you should try it. And I was like, okay. So I went there and met her and her kids and we just hit it off the bat and I've been nannying with her ever since. And it has been truly one of the greatest joys of my life. So I love that. The, the connections that we can find when we just start asking around and the influence that can be there, because I just think of the influence that you're having on these kids' lives. What has God taught you through your time nannying for this family? Such a good question. <laughs> Man, so much. I think he has really softened my heart again after experiencing such loss through these kids. And he has taught me that nothing is too small for him. And even when we're doing the most mundane tasks, like he is in it. He is in every part of it. And those things that uh, might seem hidden to most of the world are not to him and they build our character more than anything else and so just that in general but also getting to impact these kids and just really share the love of Jesus with them because mm -hmm. they don't know and it is incredible to see how they've absorbed it and they are filled with so much joy and not every day is perfect by any means, but it's just been really cool to see that what you do invest in does produce fruit over time. And I'm so thankful for the testimonies that I have of their growth and how the Lord has met them where they're at. And it's truly been such a joy. So, yeah, that is awesome. I'm really excited for you and just this opportunity you have to continue to pour into their lives 
and just so grateful for the way that God has worked in your life to bring you to where you are. Because who knows where you have been or where you might have been Mm -hmm. had your life gone in a different direction. It's incredible to hear that story and to hear those connections and how God has led you here. Yeah. And I just have to say, like, I am so thankful to obviously like the Lord for his faithfulness in all of this, but also like to the people here at Calvary and their faithfulness Mm -hmm. to the Lord by just being a part of this church. I could think of Janine and if, you know, things would have gone a different way, like I wouldn't be where I am. And if it weren't for her serving so faithfully, like, yeah, like who knows, like what could have happened, but also like, look what has come from it. And I just, yeah, I just want to say thank you to all the people who make this church like possible. And um, it really does like impact people in ways that you probably never, ever will know. So don't lose heart. Mm, Thanks for that encouragement. I I think too, like it's such a good reminder because it takes all of us. Like we are all the church and it's not just the pastors or the staff or the elders. It's, it's all of us working together and we wouldn't be able to function without you coming in and working in beginners three and, (laughs) you know, without the amazing volunteers that we have who put so much time and effort into these ministries. And it's just, it's such a beautiful picture of what God designed the church to be. Mm. And so I would say to anybody listening, don't lose heart because, because it takes every single one of us and God is doing amazing work. And your story is just one of many testimonies of that. Yeah. Well, Before we close and talk a little bit about God's faithfulness, is there anything else that you wanted to share about your story and what God has done in your life and your family's lives over the past couple of years? I guess I would just say like to anyone who is in a more difficult season, um, whatever you're going through, like just know that the Lord is with you. And even when you feel like you don't want to talk to him about what's going on or acknowledge like the heartache, it feels too overwhelming do it because <laughs> yeah. it's so worth it. And I have to remind myself of that all the time. Like it's very easy to be upset with maybe what God has taken away, but just remember like there's so much more on the other side uh, when we can just come to him and acknowledge the pain and the hurt. And he's just waiting to bless us, which it's hard to see that in the moment, but it is so true because he is faithful and he is consistent to his character so he will not fail us but yeah sometimes I have seen for myself I need a little kick in the butt to be like (laughs) hey go go talk to him like it's okay like he knows he cares he sees but in my own grief I'm like no but you caused this like Mm wow but really no he will settle our hearts Because he already knows everything about us and he can handle it. He can handle even the worst. Yeah. Even the things that feel like, man, this is, this is really, really hard. Yeah. Because he, he's experienced hard and he knows. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Thanks for that advice. Yeah. I think there's somebody out there who's going to need to hear that. Mm, I hope so. Well, my final question for you is, as you've been here at Calvary, as you've gotten plugged in, as you've gone throughout the last couple of years since you have been here, how have you seen God's faithfulness in your journey of pursuing life in Christ? In my journey of pursuing life in Christ, it's definitely 
been a journey. <laughs> it's gone so differently than what I thought it would. And that is such a good thing. But like I said, in the moment, sometimes you think this is not a good thing. And Calvary has been so good for me because it has been, like I said earlier, just like a safe place, but such a consistent place where I can come and experience healing that I didn't even know that I needed in the moment. But I would just say like being able to attend here for the past year and seeing the difference in my life over the past few years, you know, since I graduated high school, it's kind of been a whirlwind. But to see how, like I said before, just what you invest in will bring fruit. So the weeks that I have attended here and have served and have gone to Bible study or whatever it was for that week um, has produced fruit in my life that I'm thankful for. And had I not invested in that and invested somewhere else, I don't know where I'd be. And I don't know if I would see God as faithful. So I truly, yeah, I just have to say thank you to, again, like the people who make this organism, as Bo said on Sunday, work because it truly is. It's a body and everyone is important and everyone makes an impact and a difference. But yeah, I I just, I can't say thank you enough, I guess. Yeah. And we trust that that fruit that God has produced in you will produce more fruit as you invest it in others whether that is in two and three-year-olds on Sunday mornings or in the kiddos that you're nannying or wherever God takes you down the road, we trust that he'll continue to multiply that and show others his faithfulness as well. Yes. So Kaylee, thank you so much for taking time to tell your story and what God has done in your life the past couple of years and for celebrating his faithfulness with us as we are in this series and We're just so excited about what he's doing and what's to come in your life. Well, thank you. Like I said at the beginning, it's been an honor. So thank you. After chatting with Kaylee, I was struck by the ways that she continues to look back on God's faithfulness as a way to sustain her in the present. I love what she said at the end, that he's not only faithful, but that he's consistent in character and he will not fail us. I hope that Kaylee's story was a reminder to you, no matter what season you're in, to draw on God's faithfulness as you remain faithful to Him where He's called you right now. It's our desire as a church to continue to tell and hear stories that celebrate God's work, and we want to hear your story. If you have a story that you feel the Lord is prompting you to share, you can fill out our story form at calvarychurch.org slash share a story. We would love to celebrate the work that God is doing in and around you. As always, don't forget to follow the Pursuing Life podcast so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. We hope you'll join us again next week for another story of God's faithfulness. But until then, have a great week.